and the kids are now invited to leave for their worship with Ela. Good morning, St. Peter's. Bow your hearts with me. God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near now. Amen. Still folded in a perfect rectangle, I held the blue cotton blanket as Christine marked it with oil and began to pray. As we ended, I placed my hand on top of hers in my mind, sealing our faith, our belief and hope in a God who heals. Because I do believe. But it's been a week of holy hard knocks. Fresh off the joy of Easter Sunday, I must admit to feeling a little deflated. I'm tender and bruised disappointed, borderline heartbroken, a bit afraid. On Tuesday, I spent the night with my beloved mother, my dear mother, who is beginning to show the worsening signs of dementia. She struggles now to remember me. And by Thursday, I found myself perusing the aisles at Wellstown, picking out a prayer blanket for a friend who would begin chemotherapy treatments on Friday. I believe, but this week I feel like Thomas, absent from the room where it happened and needing something more to revive my confidence. That day I would be leaving work early, early enough to pick up my youngest from school and to arrive at home in time for the eighth grade strings concert on Zoom. That's a thing. As I packed my bag to leave, I carefully wrapped the blanket and said the words again, low and under my breath, but absolutely out loud, I'm a believer. But I also heard my heart whisper something else. I heard the words of a modern day Thomas, in time and in tune, with feeling and with heart, I said, Lord, show me the money. Unless I see, I will not believe. All these slices of life, the disappointments and losses, the nearness and whispers of death, sickness, these hard things, along with the joy and urgency of the gloriously ordinary of my life, the still on the playgroundedness of it all, well, the week has been full. And all this life and nearness of death gives rise to the both end of a pilgrimage of faith, and with that comes doubt. Our doubts and questions, our wrestlings with God walk side by side with the fullness of faith, of faith and belief in Christ that is not diminished by it. It isn't named here, but the disciples had already expressed their unbelief their dismissal of Mary's testimony and the sheltering away in fear behind locked doors, it tells us their state of mind is far and away from any semblance of certainty. Their unbelief is born of disappointment and perceived betrayal, 
It's born of a broken heart. They're still reaching toward belief in Jesus, still like me and maybe even you working out their faith. It's important to remember that in the text, the word doubt is translated to mean ultimately not believing. So if Jesus says, do not doubt but believe, he's really saying, do not unbelieve but believe. So there's something different about this resurrected Jesus, but I'd like you to take that definition of it with you as we continue. So as I said, there's something different about this resurrected Jesus. Jesus breaks into the seeming safety of their locked doors to meet them after the worst possible thing had happened. Jesus came to find and be with them, but only when he reveals the markings on his hands and side do they affirm acknowledgement of his return. Still he forgives them and offering peace through the power and encouragement of the Holy Spirit reminds them of their place within the mission. We still got work to do, guys. As my father sent me, so I send you. It's hard to imagine the disciples still sitting around when Thomas returns, but that's what they're doing. While perhaps still in fear and wondering what would or could happen next, Thomas returns to hear the news, but pushes back on the report of their experience. He needs his own and says so. There's something about the expression of our doubt and how we work through it to faith that it seems Jesus accepts as normal, as natural. In today's gospel reading, he accommodates it. Thomas's doubt and Jesus's response to it makes room for the unnamed grief, the questions and concerns we all have. He gives voice to our common humanity and vulnerability. Thomas says what everyone else in the room wants to say. But can you hear him as he says the words? Not full of himself. Unless I see, I will, I cannot believe. We write him off as a smart aleck wise guy, but I hear his heavy heart and see his eyes filled with tears as he makes plain his very real struggle. Thomas isn't the weakest link. He's a courageous risk taker whose sincerely expressed doubt transforms or will transform his faith. And so it is that doubt is not faith's opposite, it is faith's companion. Doubt is but an element of a robust faith and we should be grateful for Thomas's example. But my reading of today's text centers Jesus's words and how he uses them to help us make the leap from doubt to faith. Words that lead and guide us to all truth, words that are having heard and believed transform our experience of Jesus. There is no movement in this story without the impetus and invocation of words, and Jesus, ever the teacher, presses the disciples beyond their limits, pulls them towards something they don't fully understand, but long for something they hope for and need. He presses them with words. Peace be with you. Receive the Holy Spirit. 
put, reach out your hand. He instructs Thomas to put, see, reach into and toward the proof he asked for, but further commands him to go even deeper, to take that step beyond doubt that he might move into belief. It's Jesus's words, words taken in and received that opened the door for this testing and proving. It is he who begins the conversation. Any recalibration or recentering on Thomas begins first with the word. Thomas's words are a response to Jesus's invitation, and we don't know if he actually followed through with it. Perhaps by that point, it wasn't even necessary. Maybe it didn't even matter by then. But the words as truth and command pressed him forward beyond things he could simply see to a greater knowing. When Thomas says the words, when he makes it to those words, my Lord and my God, he alludes to an individual, personal, one-on-one -on -one experience, a relationship upon which faith, the know that you know that you know, is built. That relationship doesn't happen without a healthy amount of doubt, a healthy amount of testing, a space for questions. And the relationship is only stronger for it. It is Jesus who invites us to rise up and into an illuminated sense of consciousness and to make the words, the my Lord and my God, our own. But as I'm reminded this week, it's hard. Doubt is a healthy frame of mind, and according to Thomas Aquinas, it is part of the natural process of searching before reaching a final resting point in the full vision of truth. What we learn is to live with that doubt. We learn to reconcile it with our faith. Doubt, then, is a revelatory experience, one that unites us with God. It can and should transform our faith. We, you and I, the community at St. Peter's and so many other Christians around the world gather each week to quietly engage our faith and with hopes of finding a way to put the pieces of Jesus back together again, we remember him. We give voice to the doubt, the unless we see, we will not believe, and remind ourselves that he is and is alive. And Jesus, in words spoken and recited, the stories told and recalled in the bread and wine, spirit breathed on and in us, the brokenhearted disciples, that's us. Jesus lives. And we, the community, gather to believe. The end of the chapter tells us the miracles of Jesus are recorded that we might believe. Today as then, we hear the cry for new signs, a transformed faith, a resurrected hope, more faithful, authentic modes of spiritual experience. But until then, we imagine the tomb and the burial clothes, the appearance of angels, and hold fast to what remains, the breath of God, the ever-enduring life beyond life, Holy Spirit. We imagine Jesus as he shares the peace be with you, that breath that settled on the disciples and remains with us today. 
It's the same breath that flows throughout every sacred space, but it's because of the presence of believers, doubters, sinners, and saints alike who have decided to explore a relationship with Jesus, who like Thomas, like us, have encountered faith in their practice of doubt. And because of it, have come to believe, have come to notice Jesus just about everywhere. A blanket isn't what I need to believe, but selecting and buying it, praying over it, even in quietly voicing my doubt, gave me a place for my, stretch, my stretched out hand to land. My mother and my friend dwell in this life and into eternity with God. They will be fine. Jesus doesn't mind my doubt or my questions. He just doesn't want me to get stuck there. A place where I could pause and remember the truth. Jesus wants me to go there. He wants me to remember the words spoken and to be lifted as I put my faith into practice and exercise it as a muscle. God above, below, behind, in front. God everywhere. Jesus at the center of it all. Holy Spirit enabling and encouraging, bearing with me the weight and the worry. And breath, breath as holy pause, in and out, in and out. Be still and know, life, all of it, the messy and the hard, all of it, yes to all of it. I could pause then with that blanket to live into the promise of life in seasons and cycles, unexpected and everywhere, I believe. And so my Lord and my God, teacher, comforter and guide, let no power silence your word. May we hear and believe it, speak and share it, at the news of death, might we dream life. To our shattered hopes and broken dreams, let your word be the first and the last. And in the in-between time, Lord, bear with us. Come, Lord Jesus, collect us in your embrace that we might walk in the light of your resurrection. Be reborn, trusting, knowing believing. Amen. We'll take two minutes here today to pause, to seal the sermon and our hearing of it, and to make time for reflection. And so I'm going to give us that time, just two minutes. Bow your hearts. Maybe there's a word from the sermon that kind of um, flickered in you, and maybe you'll dwell on that. Or maybe you'll just listen as we enjoy a little music and just sit in the presence of God. <laughs> 